0: Big Ten fans, welcome back to another edition of the Big Ten Morning Minutes. I'm your host, Michael Chen. Give me a follow on Twitter at Chen. Follow the show site as well at Big Um, BigTenMM. It is Thursday, March 5th, 2020, and yesterday saw the news of Ohio State's running back, Master Teague, and his Achilles. He has torn it. Yesterday, as I told you, he had injured it. The severity of the injury was unknown. However, now it came out that Ryan Day will be without his presumed starter for the spring. That leaves the Buckeye running back room extremely thin at the current moment because they also have another running back, uh, Marcus Crowley. He is going through an injury as well. He's not going to participate. Now, it's not a huge deal at the current moment. However, uh, it seems like Ryan Day is unsure as to the extent of Teague's injury length he said there's possibility that he could play in the fall there's also a possibility he could miss the whole season so it's unfortunate for the Buckeyes because when you look at it that was I believe the biggest question going into this season on the offensive side of the ball you have Justin Fields returning Uh, you have a plethora of wide receivers returning led by Chris Olave, the offensive line did lose a couple of starters, but they bring back Wyatt Davis, who's a preseason All-American, that's going to be a rough one for Ryan Day, the, the position is not the best at the current moment, uh, it's clearly thin, uh, they did not recruit a high level player to come in, like a top, you know, 100 type of player, in this cycle to come in as a freshman so it's pretty thin pretty thin indeed some coaching news yesterday for three schools inside the big 10. maryland's Corey robinson he is going to be leaving to the saints is what it looks like going to uh, go on to the nfl in an unknown role with new orleans he was the passing game coordinator for the defensive side of the ball along with the defensive backs coach for Mike's Loxley. So it is tough. Anytime you lose a coach, it's tough. But what is nice, however, is that Robinson will be moving on to the highest level of football. So that's a feather in Mike Loxley's cap that he can put. It says, hey, look, you come to Maryland, I will develop you as a coach. Not only that, you'll have other opportunities, especially at the next level, to continue your career path always a good selling point when you're looking for new assistants, not always the greatest when you're consistently looking for new assistants. So Corey Robinson moving on. Michigan is adding one of their former coaches, Mike DeBoard. He is going to return to the staff as an analyst, uh, unknown as to what type of analyst DeBoard is coming back to, but He is back in Ann Arbor. Wisconsin has hired their receivers coach in Alvis Whitehead. He was previously with the Green Bay Packers along with Colorado State. So Whitehead is a a guy that has a lot of experience, and I think this is a solid hire for Jim Harbaugh and the Wolverines. I like the fact that Whitehead has had – that NFL experience because he can bring that to the game for the Wolverines he is going to have you know some work to do they lose Donovan Peoples-Jones they do return Tarek Black so there's still some talent at the wide receiver position for the Wolverines but they are going to be replacing Shea Patterson uh, who looks like Dylan McCaffrey is probably going to be the starter but Uh, We'll see. Not sure. Not sure. The spring will tell us a lot about where the Michigan offense is headed. 24-7 Sports Lance Cardarelli did a mock yesterday. There's a lot of mocks going on, so I'm not going to get too much into some of these mocks because literally there was like five or six dropped (laughs) yesterday, but uh, we'll just stick with 24-7 Sports Lance Cardarelli because I've given you other people's mocks previously, so we'll kind of stick with his today. You got Number two, Chase Young going to Washington. Jeff Okuda going to Detroit at three. The two Buckeyes at the top of the draft. have seen these names a whole hell of a lot. If Tristan Worfs at four. So that would make three of the first four picks Big Ten stars. That would be pretty impressive. A nice little feather in the conference cap if that was to happen. Etor Gross Matos would be selected at 19th if Cardarelli is correct. Going to Atlanta. At 29 would be Tennessee's selection. A.J. Epinesa would be going to Tennessee. Epinesa did not have the best combine week. I think it's been noted fairly well that he struggled with some of the drills, but what he doesn't struggle with is when you put that tape on and you see him actually playing football. The Underwear Olympics is sometimes deceiving. There are plenty of phenomenal athletes that play collegiate football. Some of that does not always translate over to the field. And what we're seeing sometimes is when a guy goes to the NFL Combine, and he doesn't necessarily put up the best numbers, but then when you put that tape on, when it's 11-on-11, when there's pads, when you're not just running around in t-shirt and shorts, that's when the real football skills come out and I'm not sure if I mentioned this earlier, but there's a video going around on Twitter with Chase Young and AJ Epinesa showing each other some moves. And I love the brotherhood there. I think that's really cool. It's pretty neat. Clearly, neither of those players played together. The only time they played against, it was played was on the same field, was against each other. So to see the, those two young men exchanging technique that's pretty damn cool i I really think that that's really neat uh final person that Cardarelli has for the big 10 that would be selected would be caesar ruiz michigan center would go 31st overall in Cardarelli's mock draft so names that you're seeing that are pretty much on the regular there are no new names there's nobody inside the conference that really like shocked or wowed everyone at the NFL Combine and has clearly made a huge jump into mock drafts. But there's still plenty of talent, but, you know, when you're looking at everything, it's pretty much the same four to five guys that are going to be going in the first round for the Big Ten. All right, let's move over to the hardwood for a little bit of news. Michigan's center Austin Davis was not honored during their senior festivities. There's a reason for that. Well, Juwan Howard announced that Davis will be returning for a fifth year. So very nice, very, very nice for Juwan Howard and Michigan. He's going to return Davis because that's it's pretty big. You know, you're looking at a team that's probably going to lose a couple of players to the NBA right away. And I think that when, you, when you're looking at Davis, there's a potential that you, you've got some other players going back because Isaiah Todd, we don't know what Isaiah Todd's going to do. I mentioned this to one of my friend groups, a bunch of my high school friends. They're Michigan fans, and I continue to note that Isaiah Todd hasn't signed while well, everybody else in the recruiting class has is signed. Isaiah Todd still hasn't signed and to me, that's very much significant. You've got the emergence of uh, Franz Wagner, Mo's little brother, as well, on the front court, so this is big. This is big. Getting Davis back for a fifth season, a nice little coup for next year for the Wolverines. Speaking of a nice little coup, Steve Paikal has really done a fantastic job this season at Rutgers, and I continue to sing his praises because coming into the season, nobody really expected Rutgers to do anything inside the Big Ten. Kind of like an also-ran. And all Pike Hell has done is pretty much lead them to 20 wins. They're sitting at 19 right now. They'll have the opportunity for their 20th win this weekend against Purdue on Saturday to finish off the Big Ten season. And Pikele creeping up there to me as a potential Big Ten coach of the year. Uh, Brad Underwood's definitely in that conversation as well, uh, and whatever Pikele is doing, it's working because he's reaping the benefits. As he got a commitment from combo guard yesterday, Jaden Jones. Jones is 6'7", 170 pounds, had a solid offer list. He's a consensus top 100 prospect on the lower end of the top 100, but top 100 nonetheless offers from Arizona, Alabama, LSU, USC. Yeah, Steve Peichel doing a great job. Just got rewarded the other day with a contract extension through the 2026 season. So looks like Rutgers is very, very happy with the direction of the program and clearly getting the recruits to notice as Rutgers doesn't normally get top 100 prospects to commit to them in basketball. And Jaden Jones is looked at as very highly in the recruiting community. All right. The hardwood yesterday went as the way it should have. Both teams hold home court. Wisconsin put the hurt down against Northwestern. Not a huge game for anybody, really, on the Wisconsin side. The 63 to 48 win over the bottom, the cellar dwellers, the Northwestern Wildcats. Uh, only one player for the Badgers scored double figures, and uh, that was Nate Reavers. So an all-around good game for the Badgers as a team as a whole. And then you're looking at Indiana going and playing a solid game. Although they didn't keep Daniel Turu in check, he scored 24 points and had 16 boards. What they did do is they got that W at home, improving to 19-11, solidifying what I believe is a NCAA berth. And Trace Jackson Davis is coming on. There are two guys that are in the Big Ten Freshman of the Year race, and Trace Jackson Davis is one of them. And Jackson Davis What he did last night was pretty impressive. Almost a double-double at 18 points and 9 boards. It's Him and Kofi Coburn, those are the two guys, Illinois' star center. Those are the two guys. And speaking of the fighting Illini, they have a big game tonight. They're taking on the Buckeyes at Value City Arena in Columbus tonight. That's the first game of the doubleheader for the Big Ten this evening. That's the big one because Michigan's taking on Nebraska uh, Michigan should be able to handle the Cornhuskers very easily. Fred Hoiberg's first season as the lead man in Lincoln. Not so great. Not so great. But I think we all kind of knew that coming into this season with the late hire. Losing a couple transfers as well. And bringing in not high level enough talent to compete inside the Big Ten. But back to the big game of the evening. The Fighting Illini taking on the Buckeyes. Uh, this one's big. Big for both teams because Illinois is fighting for a conference championship. They are at the cusp. They're half game out. They beat the Buckeyes. They will be tied. It will be a four-way tie at the top. Again, four-way tie. Who would have thought this about two weeks ago? Everyone thought it was a two-team race with Maryland and Illinois. Illinois hasn't quite struggled. I mean, they, they've they played well. They had that four-game losing streak. They've sandwiched it with a four-game winning streak. And prior to that, I think it was a seven-game winning streak. I think it's safe to say that the Illini are streaky, and we'll see if their winning ways continue against the Buckeyes tonight. But that's going to be the game. That one's 6 o'clock on ESPN. And that's going to do it for me this morning on your Big Ten Morning Minutes. I appreciate the listen. Go ahead and give me a follow on Twitter at Mike F. Chen. Follow the show site as well. It's at Big Ten MM. Raiders, reviewers, and share us on all of your listening platforms. Have a great day, Big Ten fans. I will talk to you tomorrow morning.